Mike Slater. Slater Crusaders, 1-888-933-93. Talking about false compassion. Makes sense, right? Makes sense why it exists. We're all good people. We all want to be nice. We all want to be well-liked. So just tell people what they want to hear. Um, I got six minutes. I want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner uh, for a second. But don't change the station because it's not really about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, It's about our society. Caitlyn Jenner can do whatever Z wants. I I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I really, really don't care. What I'm concerned about is society's reaction to this. And let me say there may be some adultish themes discussed in the next five minutes. So if you have any kids in the car or in your house right now, um, you may want to just turn the volume down for just a couple minutes. I want to tell the story of Walt Hayer. Um, this is not the story of all trans people. This is a story. Uh, his grandmother always wanted a granddaughter, but Walt's mom had him. When mom would drop Walt off at grandma's house, she would make him put on dresses. And he's super young at this point, you know, three, four, five years old. And grandma called it our little secret. And when he wore dresses at grandma's house, grandma lavished him with praise. And he says, feelings of euphoria swept over me. Followed later by depression and insecurity about being a boy. Her actions planted the idea in me that I was born in the wrong body. Then when Walt was nine years old, his uncle be his dad's brother, molested him. And he told on Uncle Fred, but dad believed his brother instead. So Walt tried to be an alpha male, growing up, playing all the sports, and he went on to work at the Apollo space mission as a design engineer. But throughout that, he struggled with his gender identity. And it wasn't until he was 36 years old, I should say he did struggle until he was 36, when he decided to have sexual reassignment surgery. Changed his name, social security card, driver's license, had the whole surgery, the whole thing. If I may read from Walt, it's hard for me to describe what happened next. The reprieve provided by surgery and life as a woman was only temporary. Hidden deep underneath the makeup and female clothing was the little boy carrying the hurts from traumatic childhood events. Being a female turned out to be only a cover-up, not healing. I knew I wasn't a real woman, no matter what my identification documents said. I had taken extreme steps to resolve my gender conflict, but changing hadn't worked. Obviously a masquerade. I felt I'd been lied to. How in the world had I reached this point? Why did I become a fake woman? I went to another gender psychologist and she assured me that I would be fine. I just needed to give my new identity as Laura more time. I had a past, a battered and broken life that living as Laura did nothing to dismiss or resolve feeling lost and depressed. I drank heavily and considered suicide. Long story short, he later confronted the original psychologist that he met with. And that person admitted that he never should have uh, approved Walt for the surgery. So Walt now runs a support group online for those with transgender surgery regret. And by now, perhaps you've heard of Dr. McHugh. He was a psychologist at Johns Hopkins in the 1970s. Johns Hopkins in Baltimore was the first place to do gender reassignment surgeries. And he wrote in the Wall Street Journal actually last year that transgender is a mental dysmorphic disorder. Uh, He he said it's not much different than anorexia or, or bulimia. There's lots of dysmorphic disorders. Right? Anorexia, you think you're fat, you think you're overweight. 
and you're not. You're just you're not seeing things clearly. And he led a study at Johns Hopkins following those who had surgeries in the 70s. And he said most of the surgically treated patients described themselves as satisfied by the results, physically satisfied. But their subsequent psychosocial adjustments were no better than those who didn't have the surgery. And so at Johns Hopkins, we stopped doing sex reassignment surgery since producing a satisfied but still troubled patient seemed an inadequate reason for surgically amputating normal organs. Now get this, another, uh, other studies have found that 80% of, of kids who are confused about their gender identity when, when they're younger lose those, that confusion when they hit puberty, okay? So you're five, six, seven years old, you're like, ah, what am I? I don't know, you're trying to figure yourself out in the world. You, 80% of kids lose that when they hit puberty. But you know what they do at Boston's Children's Hospital? They give kids chemicals that delay hormones so and, and it delays puberty so that sex change surgeries later in life are less difficult. They're doing that to kids, even though 80% of kids who are confused lose those feelings once they hit puberty. That is, that is that's child abuse to me. Here's why I share this. Because I know what you're thinking, Slater. I thought we weren't going to talk about Bruce Jenner uh, or Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not. It's about false compassion. It's about a society pretending to be compassionate and patting ourselves on the back for calling someone else brave. As opposed to being really compassionate and helping someone overcome a serious issue. I'll end with the the good doctor. Uh, He says, sex change is uh, biologically impossible. People who undergo sex reassignment surgery do not change from men to women or vice versa. Rather, they become feminized men or masculinized women. And claiming that this is a civil rights matter and encouraging surgical intervention, ready, is in reality to collaborate with and promote a mental disorder. It is not compassionate to collaborate and promote with this. But in our society today, Mike Slater, we're told the next it is. Generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.